podcast yes i said it the kinky hair culture podcast our podcast is to help you understand your natural hair and the way we do it is by interviewing the people that makes your products and the people that's behind the chair and this is our journey to help you grow natural hair in today's episode we had the honor of interviewing lorraine she is the ceo of formula botanica a school that teaches you how to make your natural products, whether it's cosmetic, natural hair products, whatever it may be, shampoos, conditioner. Her goal is to help you formulate these products. So sit back, relax, and let us know what you think about this episode. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. Please introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. My name is Lorraine. (laughs) I am the CEO of Formula Botanica. We're the online organic cosmetic formulation school. And I'm so pleased to be here today. Well, thank you for taking time out your day. I know you have a busy schedule to be on our podcast. Now, it's absolutely (laughs) awesome to be able to come and chat to you. Okay, give us a little bit of a history about how you started this whole process. Oh gosh, well we're going back now. Yes, um, we're going back. <laughs> I always back. Like to introduce everybody to the actual person behind their brand. So. Absolutely, it's a great question. So I, um, I'm a biologist by training and an environmental scientist. And I uh, had a career in the energy industry. I worked all over the world. I was based in lots of different countries and I just kept hitting a glass ceiling. And also, I, you know, when you, when you have this idealistic view of how your job is going to be when you go to university <laughs> yeah. to study things. So I'm like, I'm going to study biology. I'm going to be working with lots of plants. And then, of course, the reality was that I found myself in a lot of construction sites and pipelines and offshore oil platforms and things like that. And there aren't a lot of plants growing in these places. (laughs) So I thought, you know, I have to work for myself. I have to do something for myself that involves plants. I just wanted that botanical connection. So I decided when I was on maternity leave with my eldest son, who is now 11, so that gives you a a bit of scale as to how far back we're going. I decided (laughs) I was going to start my own business. And I was watching the the BBC's Apprentice one day and they were making an iPhone app. And I thought, I could do that. I think I was really sleep deprived, to be honest, (laughs) with my, my new baby in my arms. So I, uh, I set about creating a DIY beauty app that taught people how to make really simple, really basic DIY products, you know, using ingredients you could find at the supermarket, sort of fruits and vegetables, that sort of thing. And it did really well when it launched and it was downloaded all over the world and I, I got lots of features everywhere. So I was like, okay, what's next? I'm going to start my own skincare brand. How do I do that? 
And I had no idea how to formulate, you know, I'd not done that before. It's not something you're taught at university either. So I thought, okay, I need to, I need to learn how to, how to do this, how to make my own skincare products. So I found a small online course and I took it and I loved it and I got on really well with it. And I geeked out on the science. I started blogging about natural cosmetic ingredients, about the plants again, and built up a bit of a, a following. You know, I had 30,000 readers a month within you know, about a year or so. And I thought, okay, we're onto something here. I was about to launch and then I had the opportunity to take over the the school that I trained with and it was a teeny tiny online platform at the time you know I had a couple of hundred students it was pretty much unfinished I knew what I was getting myself into but I was like wow this place it's really changed my life already I can imagine changing the lives of thousands of people with this if I play my cards right so I took over Formula Botanica when it was in its infancy I was one of its first students and I always intended for it to be my side hustle. It was supposed to be my maternity leave side hustle. I was on maternity leave again by that point. I had my second son. And uh, yeah, it was supposed to be like an hour a day and I could go back into my day job and it'd be something I could do on the side. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that didn't happen. I mean, it, it went slightly crazy within about six months of me taking over the school and I started hiring people and Fast forward to today, you know, seven, eight years later, I have 40 staff. We have over 14,000 students. We've fought, taught in 179 countries to date. Wow. Uh, skincare and hair care formulation. And we're branching out into makeup next year. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster. So it is no longer my side hustle. <laughs> it is now, <laughs> we are the leading global formulation school and we teach people how to formulate. And it's my mission to teach the world to formulate. So I guess that's a potted history. What made you decide to go into the beauty world? I mean, from just dealing with just plants to, I know you said it was, was supposed to be a side hustle and yeah. to start your own, like, you know, maybe potential brand because you said that you did an app and you went from the app to the beauty world. Yeah, I just wanted to really connect with plants. And I, I realized that plants can have the most amazing effect on your skin yes. and hair. And that was the bit that really excited me. And I know a lot of people get into naturals because more that they fear the alternatives, the synthetics. But for me, I was always just mesmerized by what these plants might be able to do. And that got me excited. And I was like, yeah, I want to do something with that and bring that positivity into the world. Wow. So teaching all these students. (laughs) How does it feel to go from the side hustle to teaching over 14,000 and counting? Yeah, it's amazing, actually. It's I can't really even take in the scale of it. Like, I think if we got everyone together in a room, maybe like if we hired out a stadium and got all of our students and graduates there, it might finally sink in. But sometimes it just feels a bit unreal, you know. And in that time, we've achieved so many milestones as well. You know, I, I was voted like the most influential person in natural beauty last year. I was given the Digital Achiever of the Year Award for the cosmetics industry by Google. It's been That's crazy. Good. It's just been insane. And I I don't, I, I guess I'm a typical CEO in the respect that I don't really take a step back and look at what I've achieved. I'm always just trying to drive forwards. But Look, you need to take yeah. a step back and, you know, smell your flowers because you worked hard for this. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yes, I, I should do more of that. Absolutely. So in your courses that you teach, how do they go about signing up and actually learning to how to formulate products? Well, people always come to us with a dream. They want to learn how to formulate. And generally, they want to turn that into a business. I would say that 
95% of our students want to become an entrepreneur in either skincare mm -hmm. or hair care. And so they come to us with maybe a little bit of DIY experience, but I mean, we have a lot of people start with this who are complete beginners as well. Saying that we also have people start with this who already have brands and just want to basically go back to basics and learn how to do it properly. So people enroll with us and they become part of our latest student intake because we work on term times. We're about to mm -hmm. up again next week, actually. Um, and people just um, then they take part in orientation. My team steps in. They, they teach people how to use our online platform. They show them how to get to grips with online learning and then they get started. And the beauty of the way we've structured our courses is that they're self-study because Almost everyone who enrolls with us, everyone has busy lives nowadays, right? You have yes. other commitments in terms of work or family or caring or, or anything, really. I mean, people have other commitments and they need to be able to work around those commitments. So the courses are set up for that and you can complete them in your own time at your own pace. They do have deadlines because we're a school. You know, you don't have lifetime access because we're there teaching people and we're there providing tutor support all the time. Um, but yeah, then people work through them. They learn how to formulate. They're part of the community. We have a big, big online community on Facebook where, I mean, it's crazy how many messages are posted up in there every day and people make friendships <laughs> and find business partnerships. And then we watch them create these incredible formulations as they go through their courses. And then they either decide to launch a brand or not. And at that point, we still support them after they've graduated even, which is incredibly exciting. How long does the classes normally last? It varies. I mean, we give for our um, big diplomas, we give people two years to, to complete them, but they should very comfortably be able to complete them in six months if you work like a few hours a week on them. So it varies. Some people will storm through them in a matter of weeks and some people will take the full two years. Okay. So my next question for you, you say that you use, you help with skincare and hair care products. Yes. What are your go-to of natural ingredients for your hair and as well as skin? Oh gosh, big question. So um, I should add that we don't teach people how to follow recipes. We teach them how to create their own formulations. Okay. Really exciting because that means everyone comes out of the course having made something different. Otherwise everyone would come out having made the same thing and we don't want that. For everyone oh, so what works for my hair might be completely different to your hair what works for my skin might be completely different for what works for your skin so i personally love the basics i love the classics like rosehip calendula chamomile cornflower that, that sort of thing um and yeah those work exceptionally well for me but not for everyone else obviously and when it comes to hair i love a lot of oils i love working with oils but saying that with hair care, I get quite excited by the functional ingredients because obviously there are so many different naturally derived surfactants coming on the market nowadays, a lot mm -hmm. of different uh, naturally derived silicon alternatives, that sort of thing. So yeah, I geek out on a lot of the science behind the scenes as well. Oh, okay. Look, you got a master plan with this. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and I'm glad that you say that you help people formulate because you're right, you don't want to be out there with the same skin or hair care products out there just like the next person and it just defeats the purpose of knowing exactly what you need yeah. to make your brand better so I appreciate you clarifying that there's a lot go ahead I'm sorry no no I was just gonna say absolutely it's and it's 
exciting to watch people come up with their own formulations afterwards as well because they can pour their own love and creativity into it and I always like to think that indie entrepreneurs have that secret ingredient that the mainstream brands are missing which is love and they they pour that into their formulations yes if you don't love what you do then it's like a waste of time be right (laughs) okay um this podcast is basically a hair podcast so i'll be asking you a lot of hair questions as well okay i'm gonna do my best (laughs) okay no it's fine it's fine (laughs) reading the back of a lot of shampoos okay it has a lot of salt and sulfur in it what natural ingredients well formulated products can you use to supplement that because you know to get rid of the salt and sulfur well, it depends on what sort of products are you talking about here? Like shampoos, conditioners? Yes, shampoo. Yes, mm-hmm. it's in shampoos. So we, we tend to work with naturally derived um, surfactants. And the interesting thing is that natural surfactants, um, they, they often are derived from plant matter. They are then, they then still undergo a degree of lab synthesis because you don't just obviously pick a surfactant of a tree, sadly. Wouldn't it be awesome if you did? Um, yeah. <laughs> what we find is that natural surfactants tend to be a little bit gentler like they don't have the same foaming ability they don't have the same sort of harshness to them that you find with a lot of the the traditional surfactants like sodium lauryl sulfate sodium lauryl sulfate that sort of thing um so we tend to work with a blend of different ones and what's interesting and this is a bit of a mindset shift we find is that when people start to make their own shampoos they might find that they foam quite as much as the the traditional synthetic ones that you buy in the shops because of Mm -hmm. that fact the fact that you're using a gentler ingredient so it takes a little bit of getting used to because you can still clean your hair exceptionally well it just has a different effect overall so I know that um, some of the mainstream shampoos use a lot of salt to stabilize them Uh, Mm -hmm. again you don't need that necessarily with the natural alternatives that we work with it's not something I'm familiar with because I have to admit I've never made synthetic mainstream uh, hair care products before as I said we work with the the natural alternatives so it's slightly different but I know that a lot of the yeah traditional um, products that are out there do rely on some of those stabilizers in order to to be able to deliver the the sort of functionality and the the hair feel the product feel that you expect to squeeze it out of the bottle I have a question. Join the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast family where we help you by bringing you the people that makes the products and the people that is behind the chair. Our goal is to help you understand your natural hair by giving you tips, ways to grow your natural hair, and putting you with the people that can help you grow your natural hair. So if this episode or any other episodes add value to you, please share with at least three people because you never know who needs help during their natural hair journey. God bless and thank you for everyone who takes time out to listen to this episode. Okay, this, so when actually you said something that's interesting about the phone, is it true that you have to have um, the cleaner, the, the more you hear foams, the cleaner your hair is? No, <laughs> that's a good myth. It's an interesting one, actually. And we've all been led to believe that through all of the foaming products we have. A good example is uh, washing up liquid. You, know, you squeeze mm-hmm. it in the sink 
and you're like oh it didn't foam i haven't got enough of it and we've sort of been led to believe that if it doesn't foam it doesn't clean and yet not all surfactants foam particularly well and particularly some of the naturally derived ones don't foam very well but that doesn't mean that they're not cleaning it's just a side effect that the foam is a side effect of, of how the ingredient functions overall um but it's not a it's not a it doesn't have a direct correlation with how much it cleans so no you're right that is an absolute myth and we've all been almost conditioned to believe that through all of the foaming products that we have in our lives and isn't that interesting okay well thank you for clarifying that because most people think that if you buy certain products especially people that's making their own products if it's not foaming then it's no good yeah yeah well, so it's like hand wow. soap to a certain degree isn't it you put your hand soap in your hands we've all been doing a lot of that in the last couple of years and then you're like oh it hasn't foamed enough i need more but actually that's not necessarily the case it just needs to coat the the hand surface it just needs to clean it properly and come into contact with it but foam is not a prerequisite to cleansing thank you (laughs) what are some of your favorite plants to work with Mm. okay so uh are we talking skin or hair here hair okay well you can do skin too because that's fine too because Either way you go, your scalp is still skin too. So you're still working on both. So yeah, that's fine. Absolutely. Well, I, I guess for, let as I said, let's start with skin. I mean, I'm a big fan of carrier oils. As I said, rosehip is a big one for me. I do like to go a bit classic. I know people get very distracted by the latest, most exotic ingredient. I'm not really into that so much. Um, I get really into some of the, the classic carrier oils. I love calendula, but also because I love growing some of these plants. I mm-hmm. love um, chamomile, which is incredibly anti-inflammatory for the skin. Yes. Um, and I guess those are probably my, my top three if I had to choose them. For the hair, I am really into um, using some of, the, some of the really beautiful oils that we know and love. I mean, coconut oil is an amazing oil for the hair. Not everyone gets yes. on with it. I absolutely love it. And then saying that um, herbs such as rosemary, are um, pretty well known actually there have even been some scientific studies on how rosemary works on the hair it's been used to stimulate hair growth as a rinse for many centuries Um, it's also been used against hair loss because it promotes blood circulation and consequent potential hair growth Um, and it's there there have been a number of studies that have looked at it I will just caveat that by saying that some of these studies tend to rely on animal testing and I don't like that yeah. very much. And you can't necessarily extrapolate from, hey, I did this to a rat, so the same thing's going to happen with a human. But it, um, yeah, it's one of those things that we see a lot in the cosmetics industry, sadly. And then yeah. ingredients such as ginkgo biloba. Um, I love ginkgo also for the skin, actually. It's an absolutely beautiful um, hair care herb as well, though. It's thought, again, to stimulate hair growth, but again, a lot of the studies it's been used in have relied on animal testing. But there are amazing plants uh, for the hair. And in fact, even in our Diploma in Organic Hair Care formulation, we include what we call the Hair Care Herbal. So it's like this herbal directory that lists over 150 different plants that have either been looked at in scientific studies or have been used in, in folklore for many hundreds of years for the hair. Hibiscus is a very well-known one as well and it's often yes. used in traditional hair care formulations. And uh, it's also thought to lead to hair growth, which is, of course, why it's been so popular over the centuries. I geek out on this. I love it. And it's so rewarding <laughs> when you see like the scientists in the mainstream beauty industry finally get to research some of these plants and then they publish papers on it. 
and they go, yeah, we found we found that this herb does this thing. And everyone's sat there going, yeah, we knew that already. But it's OK, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's nice because the mainstream beauty industry is starting to realize that people want to know this information. So they are starting to conduct the studies to demonstrate it. And it sort of verifies the thing that we've known for such a long time, which is awesome. I know that you get ex- probably get excited when you see your students in the classroom formulate and and they be like and their eyes widen up like wow did that just just really do that yeah I know you be like oh my god this is what I do this is what I love yes exactly <laughs> because it's so empowering to make something with your own hands and then use it on yourself and everyone starts that way right they're like oh I have to be a chemist to do this I have to have a science degree and then they go and make a lip balm and they're like oh hang on a minute that was really easy and then they they, everyone always makes too much right and so you give all these lip balms to your friends and family and then someone somewhere will go hey you should sell these yes (laughs) that's how it all starts so yeah it's wonderful to watch people learn how to reclaim a skill that we've had for millennia because people have been formulating for millennia and they they used to pass recipes down through the generations i have diy beauty books dating back 500 years they've found archaeologists have found face creams from ancient roman times that are still preserved and when they analyze them they found they're not that chemically dissimilar to the ones we use today And I think that's so exciting because we're reclaiming this lost skill and we're saying to the beauty industry, hey, you know what? We can do this ourselves. We don't need to buy your stuff anymore. And that's really empowering. It is. You said something very interesting. You said um, you don't have to be a chemist. And and I remember you saying that on Clubhouse. Yes. And can you please elaborate on that? Because most people think that they cannot do these products on their own, even those who actually start off not actually taking classes, but actually at the home trying to figure out how can I get started? Yes. It's it's such a myth. It is. (laughs) I get really animated about this, so bear with me. So about 80, 90 years ago, when the first beauty pioneers really started to come onto the scene, um, there was one beauty pioneer in particular called Helena Rubinstein, and I recommend everyone looks her up. There's a fantastic book called War Paint, which is about the sort of feud that she had with Elizabeth Arden as well in the 60s. And she came up with the incredibly clever concept of wearing white lab coats in her marketing materials. Genius. If you Google her, you'll find all these photos of her in her white lab coat in the lab with all these like chemistry tools and props. And then she started to make her team wear white lab coats. And then that filtered through to the beauty counters of today, which we all know. You walk into a, a, a department store at least we did pre-COVID, and there would be all these mm-hmm. people stood there in white lab coats trying to find yes. beauty products. And that filtered through into the, the beauty industry where a lot of the professionals who deliver sort of skin treatments and all sorts of professional treatments also wear those white uniforms often. And that means that people have started to view that as a symbol of authority. And you see it even in the adverts today. I was watching an advert by L'Oreal the other day and it ended with this woman stood there in a white lab coat going, I formulated this. I know a lot of science, basically. Wow. We have internalized this message. It's been death by a thousand cuts. But if you look at the original beauty founders, Elizabeth Arden, Estee Lauder, Madam C.J. Walker, these incredible entrepreneurial women. I mean, these are powerhouses, these women. They launched these brands, which went on to grow to phenomenal heights, and they weren't chemists either. 
And yet nowadays people have thought, have all internalized that message of, I have to be a chemist. I have to be wearing a white lab coat. I have to be stood in a lab because if I'm not doing all of those things, I can't make my own beauty products. And of course the beauty industry wants us to think this, right? Because if we <laughs> thought the alternative, if we thought, hey, I can formulate for myself, then we would actually, they wouldn't have such a large market share. I mean, the global yeah. beauty industry is worth half a trillion dollars. That's insane. Wow. So yeah, we don't need to be chemists. You don't need to be a chemist to make a lip balm or a shampoo or a conditioner. Anyone can do this. Wow. And this is what your class, your school teaches yep. yeah, how absolutely. to formulate properly. Because yep. even though... And I'm glad that you letting everybody know that they can do this, but that you still need, it's okay to get help. Yeah, of course. Most people are afraid to like, you know, I'm going to do it at home and I'm not going to actually go out and go to school, even if it's not, you know what I'm saying, a university. Still, Absolutely. they're afraid because they like, I might not understand what they have, so I'm going to try to do this on my own. But most people have to realize they need to go to and get some help. And yep. I'm glad that you have your school teaches you how to formulate and you're very patient with them. Yeah, well, we, we love it. And you're right. There are certain checks and balances you have to learn, but anyone can learn them. I mean, for instance, good manufacturing practice is a really important thing that all formulators need to know. How do you set up your home lab so that it's clean and hygienic and so you don't contaminate any of the products you're making? And that sounds really scary when I say it like that, but actually there are very simple and easy steps to take in order to get where you need to be. Or things like dermal limits. You need to know how much of an ingredient you can apply on the skin and on the scalp when we're talking about hair care. And yeah. again, you can learn these things that, you know, they're just very simple checks and balances that you build into how you formulate. If you're working with water, you need to preserve your product. How do you do that? But again, you don't have to go to university to do that. You can take an online course like the ones we teach and still get there very easily. Something that you said about water. Is distilled water good water for hair? Um, Use for your hair? Well, I mean, uh, different hair types re respond to water in different ways. I mean, it depends mm -hmm. a little bit on the um, on the permeability of your hair. Like my hair does not let water in or out. <laughs> it takes yeah. me like half an hour to dry it. And I'm sat there going, what the hell? <laughs> Whereas <laughs> other people have really porous hair. So it, water is not a bad thing on the hair. Distilled water or, or deionized water wouldn't be a bad thing on the hair either. It just depends on, on you and your hair type and, and how you react to different ingredients. And everyone's hair is different, of course. Yes, you're right about that. So once they graduate from your school, well, let me back it up. When you are in your school, do you teach them how to like basically business etiquette? Um, how to actually... Once you leave, this is things that you need to do in order to have your business successful or you just teach them how to formulate? We do both, actually. Um, okay. Great question, because you're right. You do need to know the business skills as well. And they are very different to the formulation skills. And I've had a lot of people come to me over the years and think that they could just learn the formulation stuff and then figure the business stuff out. But they always come back and they're like, yeah, I need to, I need to learn the business side. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we have a diploma in beauty brand business management, which can apply to any type of beauty product um, in any market. And it walks you through everything, you know, branding, manufacturing, finance, raising investment, retail distribution, marketing, sales, the lot, legals, finances, just literally everything. 
Um, wow. And that is really empowering because it's like, a, I like to call it our Indie Beauty MBA because it basically takes you by the hand and teaches you literally everything you need to know in order to launch. And yeah, you need to learn those skills because otherwise you might go out into the market and not have a clue what to do with the formulations you have. And, and how to turn those formulations into a business is a whole different ballgame. But it's fun and you have to you have to have a bit of grit and determination, but you have to have that with any business that you start, basically. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm glad that your school teaches this because once you learn how to form, formulate anything and you want to put it out there on the shelves, you do have to know who to t- contact, how to have the right or proper amount of funds yep. <laughs> to push it forward. So I'm glad that your school teaches this. Thank Is you. it? anything that you want the world to know about this school (laughs) well we are on a mission to teach the world to formulate because as i've said everyone can do this and i i think it's such an empowering skill that people need to bring into their own lives because ultimately we have been told by the beauty industry that you know we're not good enough we don't smell right we don't look like we're not white enough we're not thin enough you know I mean the beauty industry has a whole lot of problems and I like the idea of us stepping out of that matrix and just going you know what I'm going to make my own products and I don't need to listen to your advertising anymore because I can empower myself and make the products I need for myself as and when I need them and tailor them to my own skin and hair needs and isn't that empowering yes it's almost like cookery right it would be like saying that you you could only ever eat food that had come that you'd bought as a ready meal or bought from a restaurant for instance it'd be the same principle that you couldn't cook for yourself and I I like to think that absolutely everyone can learn how to formulate for themselves and they can have a lot of fun with it in the process and it's probably more sustainable this way as well because then you're just making what you need when you need it um one one day on clubhouse you had a student I forgot her name I meant to screenshot it. But yeah. she was talking about how she loves this school. And um, she made um, hair care products. She was an African-American woman. Yeah. And she was say- saying how um, you helped her formulate a lot of her products. She said she's not launching right now because she's almost done with the school. She's just trying to make sure she got the last bit of everything that you taught her. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, you know, I mean when you was pinging people into the room so many people and it was so many different people you didn't have just it was just so beautiful of seeing all the different races in there that was in your school learning how to formulate stuff yes I was like wow I love that it's amazing I absolutely love that because our strength is in our diversity and we have people from literally almost every country in the world every background, every age group, every walk of life, every hair type, every skin tone. And I think that's wonderful how we are all connected through our common love of green and natural beauty. And, and yeah, I just think that's the most heartwarming thing about it. You know, we're not targeting one particular skin type or one particular hair type because that would be awful. We're there for everyone because everyone can learn this skill and, and everyone can have fun with it. And yeah, I'm very, very proud of our community and how much we've invested in them and how strong it is. Because you're right, when we do things like Clubhouse, we don't know what to expect. We don't know who's going to come up on stage and talk. We don't know what they're going to say. But invariably, we hear their stories and we connect with them and and we form really deep connections with our community and then follow them on through their stories as well. And some of our graduates are having phenomenal success. You know, I mean, 
I was reading this article the other day about one of our graduates. Who's uh, her name's Sandra. She's in New York. She founded a brand called Nopalera last year, which um, honors her Latina roots. Okay. And, yeah, it's just incredible what she's achieved. I mean, she's still in year one of her business, and she's on track to make half a million dollars this year. That's, that's good just insane i don't know how she's done it it's phenomenal <laughs> like by month two she had to move into commercial premises by month three she was stocked in 50 different retailers in the u.s and wow. i look at that and i think wow you know you're changing the world with your products you're changing your customers lives and we've played a role in that and i feel so honored to be part of her story it's incredible so yeah wow. i love community because the lady that came on the stage you just, you know, pinging people and somebody just brought her up. You no, know, she yeah. raised her hand and she came and she started giving her testimony about something that she loved and then she was just going on about you. And you could tell oh. it was genuine. It wasn't like rehearsing nothing because she was going on and on and on. And she was just like <laughs> really going into details about everything, like breaking it down, just classes really? and everything. So that was amazing. I was like, wow. So we know that she's legit. This wasn't rehearsed. <laughs> No, well, we couldn't rehearse that sort of thing for Clubhouse, even if we wanted to. Yes. <laughs> but we don't go on to Clubhouse to, to really promote ourselves. We actually use Clubhouse more to bring our community together and have really meaningful yes. conversations with people. And that is so special and so heartwarming, actually, because it's a way of getting to know our students in a in a deeper way, which I love. So let us know your all your social uh, media sites even though I'm going to link them at the end of this podcast for them to click and um, join but I know you do have one on Clubhouse it's called Botanical right? Formula Botanica we just Formula, Formula yeah. Botanica Club uh, we are uh, we have FormulaBotanica.com which is our website we always have free training on there for anyone who feels they want to learn how to formulate so do come along we're very active on Instagram we have over 100,000 followers on there um, I'm very active on Instagram personally as well, Lorraine Dahlmeyer. I talk a lot about the sustainability of beauty on there too. And I, I run the Green Beauty Conversations podcast. So I put up a lot about that. And then, yeah, we're on every other platform as Formula Botanica. So come and check us out. What was that podcast again? Because I need to um, check that out myself. Green Beauty Conversations. Green Beauty Conversations. Okay, I'll make sure I subscribe and get oh, on to that. Because I got to listen to that. If you're talking about plants and how to everything i'm going to be on that okay <laughs> let me get that right there awesome well, i thank you is there anything that you want to leave the audience with before you go i just want to say thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast thank you for listening thank you for being interested in what we do and thank you for helping to, to spread the word and i want to thank you for coming on too because this is an opportunity that you're giving everybody to be able to formulate and start their own beauty band, whether it's skin or hair. So this is a great opportunity. And I really wanted you on this because there's so many people that need help or want to start their own brand and don't know how to start. And by them knowing there's an extra school that just only focus on formulating. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about all this other stuff to stress you out, that you're going to take the time out and educate them to properly build your brand just like you mentioned the young lady that's had almost at a half a million right now yeah. that means that she's about to hit the millions right okay. next year so this is great yes so well, i want so i had to have you on there i had to have you on here to talk to everybody so they'll know like look i need to get into the school fast <laughs> well it's been really lovely talking to you thank you so much thank you you have a blessed day you too take care bye bye
what was your key takeaway from this episode? Mine's? Well, you know the myth that everybody believes? That the more it lathers or the more it foams, the clean, cleaner your hair is? Well, now we know from experts that that is not true, okay? So when you're out there and be like, oh, this shampoo is too weak because it's not foaming, it's cleansing your hair. It's doing what it's supposed to do. So don't get discouraged. That means don't start bad-mouthing the product. None of that. Now you hear from the person who helps formulate products, giving you tips on how everything works. She gave you different plants to use. So much information in this episode. That's why if you're interested in formulating, go to her school. Formula Botanicals, online course. It teaches you how to formulate and make your beauty care products, whether it's hair, whether it's face, shoe, cosmetics, whatever it is, she helps you on the right path of get all that you need. And she helps you with the business part. Because you know, most of us go out there and we ready to launch our business, do everything we need to do. But then on the flip side, we don't know the financial part, the business part of it, and how to really go about it. And you hear that she helped someone that's already at a half a million. Imagine next year where she's going to be. And she just graduated not too long ago from the school. So those out there who's trying to get their brand out there and really need help, this school is for you. Thank for you. Thank you. Thank you for each and every one of y'all taking your time out to listen to our podcast. We are truly blessed. We have more episodes coming. So stay tuned for those. If you would like to be a sponsorship, go to our website, kinkyhairculture.com. Click on sponsorship and go from there. Also, we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. We're on all these places. All you got to do is type in Kinky Hair Culture and you will find us, okay? And be part of the family. If you have any questions from any of the episodes that you listen to, feel free to DM me. You can call me, whatever it may be. And we'll get the information to you. If there's a particular brand that you want to talk to, trust me, we'll get you there. If you need help growing your natural hair, whatever it may be, the Kinky Hair Culture family is here to help you. We're going to guide you with the right people. That's our job. Our job is to put you with the people that makes the product and the people that's behind the chair, the people that's in your hair, okay? This is what we do, okay? We're here to help you understand your natural hair, okay? So thank you for each and every one of y'all. If y'all on Patreon, we are on Patreon to join us. Be part of the Kinky Hair Culture Podcast family. This, that's what we're about, to help you grow healthy hair. Thank you, each and every one of y'all, for tuning in. Until next time, God bless, and thank you. And please be safe. Please be safe. Bye. Little girl with the pressing curl. Age I got a jerry curl. Thirteen and I got a relaxing. I was a source of so much laughter. Fifteen when it all broke off. Eighteen when I went on natural. February 2002, I went on and did what I had to do. Because it was time to change my life. To become the woman that I am inside.